Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Kristen Thompson in Philadelphia. Kristen, we know Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Kristen. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Thanks for contributing. You know, this is the end of the year, Mr. Cott. And as the keeper of the books and the business end of Sound Opinions, I have to say, we wouldn't be making it without Patreon and people supporting us on Patreon. We'd be fairly short, which means you and I would uh, not get paid ever. (laughs) <laughs> we don't get paid often as it is. We, we pay our people. We pay Alex and Andrew and Soul and all of our expenses, and then you and I have ramen for dinner. <laughs> I mean, we're gone from public radio, so I've lost the yeah. the year-end fundraise yeah. appeal script. I, I don't you know. have a coffee cup in front of me. with a, you Yeah, know. We, you know, but we, look, we appreciate the people who, who give to the show, either through Patreon or PayPal. It keeps us rolling. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about two more albums each for from our 10 favorite albums of 2022 list, right? Well, well, yes, we have 20 up on soundopinions.org, 20 albums each. We could easily have done 50. At some point, we drive our our producers crazy, so we kept it to 20. We got to talk about seven each on the the broadcast episode, so now we're going to do two more each. Uh, With overlap, that rounds us up to having uh, more or less talked about uh, our top tens anyway. What else was on your uh, list that you didn't get to talk about on the uh, radio airwaves? Well, Jim, you know, it's interesting because we have, uh, you know, 20 albums each on our top uh, 20s, yeah, obviously. 20 albums on our top yeah. 10. And you actually uh, have 21 yeah, in your top 20. I do, I do. And a number of these albums we still didn't get a chance to talk too much in the show. And yeah. and there's also, I should note, that there's very little overlap in our list. You know, we have a couple yeah, of records. Yeah, a couple, but, but not a lot. There's a few. I really wanted to talk about this fantastic Negrito record, mm-hmm. um, which ended up number 11 if forced to rank them. Uh, this just outside the top 10 for me, but uh, Fantastic Negrito has been making really fine albums for a number of years. This is his most daring record. It's mm. kind of like when Sly Stone did There's a Riot going on. It was kind of like a he veered off course from the you know, the big dance stuff that he was doing that was yeah. getting him an, an audience in the, the late 60s songs, yeah. and made him the Woodstock guy, right? Mm-hmm. I want to take you higher, right? But, uh, you know, suddenly he makes this dark record. And uh, Fantastic Negrito with White Jesus Black Problems is making a record in a similar vein. He started out, uh, you know, kind of being typecast as a blues artist. He won Contemporary Blues Album Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. But I would say anybody looking for blues on this record in in any sort of a traditional (laughs) sense is going to be, you know, hurting. Uh, It's not what it was. he's, He's an artist who's really expanded his reach musically, and this record is perhaps the best example of how far afield he has gone in a in a great sense. This is a huge brawling record. It's only 41 minutes long, but it addresses some big topics and basically a talking about his family lineage going all the way back to the 18th century, 1750s Virginia. And, uh, you know, he was also a biracial family at the time, too, mm. a common law marriage. So a very fascinating look into the history of, of America through the window of these very personal songs. Orchestral, psychedelic, gospel you know, a lot of grit of, as I mentioned, Sly Stone in that voice. There's falsetto in other m- moments mm-hmm. where he's really grasping that gospel tradition. Really an amazing record. Here's a track from it. It's called Oh Betty from Fantastic Negrito. Oh, Betty. I'm grieving. 
That is fantastic. Negrito, White Jesus, Black Proms, number 11 on my list. Oh, Betty is the song. Jim, what do you want to go to? Uh, Greg, I didn't get to mention always or always. Those two V's tend to confuse people. <laughs> always is how they pronounce it. A-L-V-V-A-Y-S is how they spell it. Blue Rev was the album. We reviewed it this year. We were both fans. One of those things, you know, we do listen to our Patreon community. We do listen to people who uh, talk to us on the Facebook group. And they were like, hey, what's wrong with you guys? How come Mm. you haven't talked about Mm. always yet? And that was, yeah, yeah, we just hadn't gotten to it yet. How do we gauge whether things are changing, whether we are personally changing, or whether we are stuck in stasis? That is kind of the theme that uh, runs throughout Blue Rev. The third album from this Canadian band, Shoegaze would be the genre that we would probably deductively call it, but the vocals are stronger than so many of those sleepy, spacey, psychedelic bands, which don't get me wrong, I love. I think there's an element of pop songwriting smarts in this group as well. And I think of the records uh, they put out so far, Blue Rev is absolutely my favorite. Here is a, a track called Tom Verlaine, which says, you know, the influences are not just <laughs> shoegaze. Uh, that guy from television, he was pretty good too. Tom Verlaine by Always on uh, Sound Opinions. All right, two more from our uh, 10 favorite records list. We're going to take a short break and give you two more. (laughs) Four total. Two from each of us. All right, Greg, uh, welcome back to the bonus. We could really have done like four hours, and we should have just done the top 20 or even top 30 each. I don't know. That's probably too much Jim and Greg, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's one of those things where I think the music is what we're really excited about. Whether you or I like it or not is beside the point. But there's so much great music out there. And one thing I thought of as you were highlighting the Always record, which I love too, that was number 10 on my list. You see rock records are getting written off on a lot of you know year-end lists. Yeah, well, uh, Rolling Stone did 100 and there were like four rock records. <laughs> I mean, that's a slight, <laughs> slight exaggeration, but you notice it's hyperbole, that you know, but... the, the, it's shifting, you know, and that's fine. There's yeah. a lot of great contemporary music that has nothing to do with rock on it. But I, I still think there's a lot of great rock bands out there. It's mm-hmm. just that they're not, you know, they're not the mainstream. It's hard to believe, right? But it's not the mainstream anymore. And that's fine. But great music is still being made. If you're interested in that style of music, there's plenty of it. Always made a great record. The record I'm going to highlight next, number 20 in my top 20 list. Dead, D-E-H-D, Chicago band. Fourth studio album called Blue Skies. Uh, band that's been together since 2015. There's a bunch of really good Chicago rock bands right now and may not be uh, you know future smashing pumpkins in terms of their commercial impact but the kind of music that they're making is still very valid and very relevant it's it doesn't sound like nostalgia music at all to me mm-hmm. uh, this trio is terrific Emily Kempf is the bassist and lead vocalist in the band but all three members sing Jason Bala and Eric McCready uh, but Emily's the main vocalist and she's a powerhouse dominates the front of the mix but the 
the group itself is very, very empathetic. The way they play together, uh, the reverb guitar, the drumming that fits in perfectly with these songs in terms of the way, you know, it's not too busy, but it adds just the right number of fills. It's sort of like Ringo-style drumming, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. Exactly what to play and when to play. They love girl group harmonies, you know? It's two guys and a gal, but there, you know, there's there's a lot of those references there to '60s girl group. The wordless harmonies are all over this record. The hooks are wordless harmonies, so they know how to blend their voices. A little bit of surf, a little bit of girl group, a little bit of post punk and garage, unified by the, the 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 songwriting, which is terrific. Every song has got a hook or three in it, and <laughs> and you walk away from this record going, man, that's a that's a really solid record of songs. 11 of the 13 songs clock in in under thir- three minutes. In other words, not a bad track among them. Here's one of them, Stars from Dead's Blue Skies. Again, that's Dead, D-E-H-D, on Sound Opinions. Stars above, I get too much, my heart ain't strong. Yeah, up on me, I can't keep up, my heart ain't strong enough. That is the band called Dead. The album is called Blue Skies. I highly recommend it. That's a track called Stars. And it was number 20 on my list this year. You know, I mean, I'm just feeling ripped off, even with the full episode that aired on the radio and and this bonus. I mean, I haven't got to talk about Saba. I love that album from the Chicago uh, rapper. I haven't got to talk about Shamir. There's the Spoon record at at Mitski. And and Pedro the Lion gave us the best song ever about being a kid wanting to play the drums. All right, but I got to talk about Drive-By Truckers. You know, so the bonus is where we don't have to be as pro and we can make mistakes and we you know is it so you know i think i don't know if you'll fess up to this and be as honest as i am but every once in a while when one of us has discovered a band uh and introduced it to the other as well as you know our our readers and listeners right there's a bit of proprietariness right so i always figured you owned the drive-by truckers because you waxed rhapsodic a million years ago endlessly about southern <laughs> rock opera uh their big bri- i think it was like your album of the year in 19 yeah, in like 99 or something like that. <laughs> right yeah, right, right 2000 right. yeah it's been a while but yeah. you know we've had patterson hood on the show we've had the drive-by truckers on the show a couple of times mm-hmm. and mike cooley his partner uh i think we even had him once when jason isbel was still in the band right might, yeah, might have been. Yeah, we had him early on for sure. We had him early on. Anyway, this is a great band. And every time I think they can't surprise me or go deeper into their vision of America with better songwriting and more insightful lyrics, they, they do it again. And this year's Welcome to Club 13, you know, it's just too good to ignore. It came out early in yeah. the year. We raved about it. Their 14th album. I think it, it's been overlooked, uh, you know, as many months ago, eight months ago. I can't remember what happened yesterday sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I went back to this album to make sure it deserved its position in the top 10 of my favorite. And man, so many wonderful songs. Maria's Awful Disclosure. Mm-hmm. But Patterson and Cooley are always schooling us. Maria's Awful Disclosure. What is this about? What is this about? So I started looking in. It involves 
the first period in America in the 1830s of fake news. Mm -hmm. uh, the publication of a book called The Awful Disclosures of Maria <laughs> Monk. It was an anti-Catholic piece of uh, yellow journalism that, uh, you know, stoked American Protestants' xenophobia, hatred of anybody who wasn't of their religion, and immigration. And uh, this became a, a key text cited in that classic book by Hofstetter, The Paranoid Style in American Politics. We think America lost its mind circa like 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, no, true since the Protestants <laughs> uh, landed on Plymouth right. Rock. You know, uh, there is a, a strain of crazy in America. Mm -hmm. And Cooley and Hood do not condemn it. They live with it. They know it. They talk about the South where that they love and that they hate. And they trace things like that, as well as the life they've known. In large part, Welcome to Club 13 is about touring and what they've learned on the road and what they lost as that got shut down mm -hmm. in the pandemic. But there's always these history lessons with these fellas, and they're always, you, you don't have to know everything I just laid on you about Maria to appreciate this mm -hmm. song. Maria's Awful Disclosures, Drive-By Truckers, 14 albums, all of them great. The latest is Welcome to Club 13. Welcome to Club 13 is the Drive-By Truckers album, Maria's Awful Disclosure. <laughs> what, yeah. what a great song. you got to marvel at the consistency of a band, especially, you know, the first few albums, you could sort of see that they were getting their, yeah. their feet wet a little bit in terms of becoming songwriters. But man, the, the, the level of the songwriting in the last two decades has just been... You know, unrivaled, really. They are up there with Crazy Horse and everything Crazy Horse mm -hmm. did with Neil Young, as far as I'm concerned. That's it for this bonus. 2022 was a great year. Greg and I always scoff at anyone who says to us, well, you know, not as great as... Choose your favorite. 66, <laughs> yeah. 76, you know, 86, 91. 91. Yeah, yeah. Every year is great for those who keep listening. Thank you all of you who listen to Sound Opinions, and thanks to our producers, Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, Sol Delgadillo. Our Columbia College intern is Lauren Holt, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott.